to the Holiday Survival Podcast. My name is Erin Billings and I am your host. The holidays can be the most wonderful time of the year or they can literally be the worst. My hope is that this podcast series will be a resource for you to not only survive this season, but thrive. Over the next couple of weeks, we will be sharing episodes on everything from how to navigate relationship challenges to how to set boundaries with family, friends, and colleagues. We will also be talking about how to find joy in new traditions and why prioritizing your values during the holidays is important. I hope you enjoy the show. We are back on the Holiday Survival Podcast, and one of the hardest things for me during the holiday season is to maintain a health routine. Between all of the stress, the lack of time to go to the gym, all of the delicious food, it can be really easy to fall off the wagon and gain weight. And that's why I thought that it would be great to have my friend in Wonder Woman, Lauren Shante, to join me on the podcast to share with us how we can stay on track with our health goals during the holidays. Lauren, thank you so much for being here. Why don't you introduce yourself, who you are, what you do, so that our listeners can get to know you? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. My name is Lauren Chante. I am a wellness strategist, and my specialty is helping action-taking wonder women to sculpt beautiful bodies after pregnancy without overwhelming dieting by resetting their innate eating patterns. And I'm passionate about all things wellness, including talking about emotional eating. And she's very good at it. Thank you. So that's why she's here. And, you know, I would love for you to share with everyone, why is it important to have a health routine, especially when it comes to the holiday season? Right. Well, I think everybody gets hit all the time with the classic reasons to have a health routine, right? Like you don't want to get sick when you're older. You want to avoid chronic illnesses. You don't want to gain weight, all that stuff. But what I'm really passionate about as a Wonder Woman is feeling healthy and vibrant in your body is what allows you to go out and live your purpose, right? And I know that you have a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of really amazing people in your audience, Erin. And when we feel good in our bodies, we are more likely to take risks and to really go after the things that we love to do. We're more likely to be comfortable being visible. And there's also a lot to be said for your energy level, right? Like if you feel like you don't have the energy and the health to make it through what's on your plate right now, you're going to have a limiting belief about what happens when I get more, what happens when I get bigger opportunities, when I have bigger clients, when I have bigger contracts. And you're not going to subconsciously want to take that leap because you're going to feel like your health is limiting you, right? So I'm passionate about it from that perspective. And I feel like that really connects with people on a deeper level because the superficial reasons don't really make people want to make lifestyle changes. So when we can really like connect to that, it's really huge, right? And then the holidays are such an interesting time because it's a season of giving. And a lot of people that I know, and I have a feeling you might be like this, Erin, we are giving people and it's really easy to overgive, especially if you're not surrounded by people who are also givers. Having a health routine is a way of giving back to yourself. And of course, there's a physical benefit of that where you're going to feel more regulated, your mental health is going to be better, your hormones are going to be better, all that stuff. But there's also just an energetic aspect of it where it's like every time you do something good for yourself, it's like giving yourself a big hug. And when nobody else is doing that for you, like I know the holidays have a lot of baggage around family for a lot of people. There's a lot of financial stress. When nobody else is giving back to you, you always have this opportunity to give back to yourself and it can be so nurturing for you. 
that's actually something that we talk a lot about on this podcast is you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm. And there's so many people, especially during the holidays, like you said, they just give and give and give until they're literally depleted. Mm. And I think a symptom of kind of society in general, but also we don't take our self-care seriously. We literally just had an episode about that. And so that's why we're talking about these things. That's why this is important. I would love for you to share with everyone because... I know that this is something I've dealt with in my history is why is it challenging for people to lose or maintain weight over the holidays? Yeah. So a lot of times there's layers to this. There's layers to everything, right? The first layer, which I'm extremely passionate about and what I do is that people never try to lose weight the right way. Our society with fitness culture and diet culture in America does not set you up for success. It really perpetuates this idea of one size fits all approaches that you can just buy a $50 meal plan offline. And if you just follow it, then all the weight's going to drip off. And the truth is that weight loss is a lot more complex with that. There's, there's a physical layer to it that's not being taught correctly in terms of a lot of misinformation about what to eat, a lot of really restrictive mindsets that actually make things harder at the holidays if you've been coming off of a restrictive mindset. And then um, there's a lot of mindset work that needs to go into a weight loss program too, because really like most people could go online and get a basic idea by Googling about the things that are good to eat. The problem is not knowledge. The problem is implementing the knowledge and implementing the knowledge for the long term. And that doesn't just come from motivation or one person having more motivation than the other. It really comes from confronting the deeper way that we think about food and we think about our relationship with food, right? So if you're somebody who has not confronted all of those things and created the deeper changes before the holidays, you're already kind of in the perfect storm, right? Mm -hmm. My students who reset their innate eating patterns, what they're learning is how to change the fabric of who they are in relation to food. So that the choices that they make automatically are choices that are good for their bodies, choices that work with their weight loss, which is why they're able to get amazing results in 90 days. Because when you change who you are on such a fundamental level, you can't help but get better. It's just like changing everything about you on a cellular level. And it's incredible, right? But if you haven't done that, it's going to be more challenging because the holidays are really busy and they're really stressful for a lot of people. If you have kids, you've got about 4,000 holiday events going on. (laughs) You've got to pretend to be Santa Claus. I hope no kids are listening. Sorry. (laughs) Edit that out if there are. You have to make sure Santa Claus knows what the kids want for Christmas. You've got to figure out who's hosting. You have to make plans. You have to make travel plans. It's expensive. So you're trying to take on more hours at work. Then you're dreading sitting down next to a great aunt Mildred who's going to make comments about your weight at the dinner table and ask for the 40th time if you're having another kid. Like it's really, (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot, there's a lot. And so it makes it difficult to stick to those rigid health plans during the holiday season because you just have too much on your plate. And something that's so important is that whatever plan you're using for your health, wellness, weight loss is something that you can maintain on the crappiest day of your life. And that's what most people don't do. They only pick plans that they can maintain when they're on their A plus game. I'm just stuck on great aunt Mildred because listen, I can tell you 
a handful of times when, because I do not have children, nor can I have children. And it's like, so when are you gonna have another one? And it's like, cue me walking back to the kitchen and grabbing another piece of cake because it's just like, did you have to say that? Yeah, and I know uh, for you, it sets off a cascade of thoughts and feelings because you basically raised your brothers too. So then there's like the yeah. injustice of you've done it. So now you're dealing with the injustice wound, which needs a whole other piece of cake. That's that's a whole different ball game, which actually we have an episode in this series about. I'm really excited for that one. It's coming soon. So make sure y'all keep listening to these episodes because trust me, I've thought of everything <laughs> when it comes to surviving the holidays. And that is something that us women, we have to deal with is people not knowing how to be more sensitive to those topics. Mm-hmm. But we should get back to the topic, topic at hand, which is health. Mm-hmm. And if we want to eat cleaner, what should we be avoiding at the holiday buffets? I know you're not about restrictive diets, mm-hmm. but you know, what are some good parameters or ideas that we can stick to that would be cleaner than, you know, the sweet potato casserole mm-hmm. with candied pecans and marshmallows and all that fun stuff? Right. And I'm going to be a little bit of a devil's advocate on this question, right? Because if you're sliding into the holiday season and you're just now thinking about how to eat cleaner, it's probably going to be a challenge, right? Because Mm. there are so many layers. This is really about resetting your deeper habits. Once you reset your deeper habits, it becomes easier to look at the foods that are so tempting and to just not have them because you've laid the groundwork for it. That's kind of an advanced skill though. Most people are sliding into the holidays as beginners, as like babies. You guys are all in diapers when it comes to like choosing healthier (laughs) foods for the holidays. So something that I think is a little more constructive is just setting the intention to notice how things go during the holiday seasons. How do you feel when you eat certain foods? How do you feel when you overeat? Uh, Was it really as enjoyable as you thought it would be? And use it as a time to notice your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors around food without shame or judgment. Because the first step to really creating deep change with your relationship with food is understanding what your current relationship is. When I figured out that I tend to go for an extra glass of wine when I'm lonely, and I'm lonely a lot, guys. I'm an active duty military spouse. My husband is deployed a lot. He's gone a lot. Um, The old adage of don't drink alone never worked for me because I'm always alone, right? (laughs) I'm always alone. When I began to understand the connections between the reasons I was having the extra glass of wine or the reasons that I was eating, that was when I was really able to start making shifts. Because once you understand that, then you can look at how you would rather want to be and you can reverse engineer it. I love that. And to all of our active duty military families, we send our love because... I know Lauren's husband, and then my brother is an active duty officer living in San Diego. So we love the military around here. (laughs) Oorah. But okay, I digress. See, the thing is, is we're friends in real life. We know too much. much. Yes. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. As Lauren is discussing, the holidays are a time for emotional eating. We hear all the time about the extra 20 pounds during this time of year. And we come up with and are always given ideas as to how not to put on the extra weight. 
But one topic that's normally discussed at this time of year is the emotional spending around the holidays. Hi, I'm Kristen Allwine, your alignment CFO. Let's take a deeper dive into your priorities and beliefs around spending. Let's start shifting them from one belief at a time for the more prosperous you. Money beliefs is one of the biggest areas that could be controlling your spending. Take this quiz to see your primary belief and how to shift it. Happy holidays. Yeah. So anyways, I've had conversations with other friends, Uh you know, and they're like, you know, I'm just going to have a cheat day or I'm going to have a cheat meal. Uh And that can be an ideology that gets used all the time in diet Uh culture. I would love to know your thoughts about it, if that's workable or how you implement those kind of things into your health routine. Right. Well, the first thing that I think is important is just addressing the language because the word cheat is got a very negative connotation. There's nothing else that you can do to cheat in life that has a positive connotation. If you cheat on a test, if you cheat on your spouse, if you cheat on just about anything, it's a bad thing, right? And so when we say that we're having a cheat meal, we're sending ourselves the subconscious signal or sometimes a very overt signal. Some people believe this consciously that we're doing something wrong, right? That enjoying food is doing something wrong, that eating certain portions or certain types of food is doing something wrong. Something that I work with my students on shifting is this idea that not having a perfect week of clean eating is a bad thing. There are a lot of reasons that it can be a good thing to go out and eat like a normal person. Many times when people start to eat a little bit more normally, I actually see improvements in their weight loss results. I see improvements in their body. I see improvements in their consistency because a lot of the things that we've been taught about low carb, low sugar, only doing 100% clean eating, there's nuances that have been lost in the way that's been communicated in mainstream media. And when we start to really examine those nuances, eating with a little bit more normalcy can be really helpful. So I would just give yourself permission to just eat, not because it's a cheat day, but because you're human and you don't have to earn your food, right? You're not a dog. Amen. You're not, you're, Amen. Not you're a human and you're deserving of enjoying your food. That being said, the question people always have is, how do I balance that with not becoming a blimp, <laughs> not becoming a human marshmallow man, right? And that's because this is not about any one day. This is about a bigger picture. What you do on Saturday is only going to really mess you up if you are either blowing it so badly on Saturday, like you're spending all day Saturday at McDonald's, or (laughs) if what you're doing for the rest of your week, the rest of your month is really not that optimized, right? And so there's levels to which we can create like a new flow in your eating that feel a lot better than a cheat day. And when we go through the holidays, what if we didn't look at this as a season where we were trying to be good, where we were trying to make sure we didn't cheat, and instead we just know that this is a very normal part of our lives and a normal part of the year where we might eat things that are different than what we eat in other parts of the year. But if we didn't make that mean anything about ourselves, what if it was just part of being human, like having to wear deodorant, like just something <laughs> very normal? In, in Western culture, we celebrate these holidays and these foods are available, right? How would it feel to just drop the pressure and the shame of that? And when you drop that pressure and that shame, how might you behave differently when you're eating? I love that idea, mainly because 
the holidays are about celebrating. And so I want to have the sweet potato casserole with the marshmallows mm-hmm. and the candied pecans. Like that's one of my favorite things. That's what the holidays are, are about. It's not like we have these things all the time. It's a special time of year. So I love that approach. I think that is wonderful. You know, with it being one of the most busy times of the year, everyone's tired and running on fumes. Are there any specific foods that we should try to consume more of so that we have more energy to do all the things that we need to do? Yeah, you know, the first thing that people kind of want to throw tomatoes at me when I say it is a lot of us are abusing caffeine, especially during the holiday season. And so we're not hearing our body's signals that we need to slow down and rest. And I only know this because I massively abused caffeine for like 10 years, especially during the holidays. Guilty as charged. So, So I actually think in our society right now that this is one of the biggest epidemics that's not being talked about is the use of caffeine to mask our lack of self care and pushing ourselves to such an excessive point that people have a complete and total breakdown and they are looking for a superfood. They're looking for a super supplement to fix it when the issue in the first place is they're just not giving themselves the rest that they need and they're not giving themselves the downtime. So I want to highlight that because I think it gets worse during the holiday season with all of the extra tasks and the events on our plate. And this comes down to a boundary issue, right? Can you hold the boundary of I'm going to take care of myself? Can you feel worthy and like you've had an amazing holiday season without destroying yourself in the process? Where can you make compromises from what you usually do in the season? What conversations do you need to have in order to enable that opportunity to rest, right? And then on top of that, once you are giving yourself the rest that you need, the things that make each person energetic are a little bit different, right? So it's going to depend on your unique physiology. Like I have Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. What helps me with my energy is going to be a little bit different than somebody else in their situation. So really taking the time to get to know your body, it could be anything from eating more protein and more vegetables to a specific supplement. It was so helpful to dedicate a concentrated portion of time, like six weeks to 90 days, to just really getting to know what makes you feel better. And then once you know those things, when you get to a busy season, it's not like you're trying to do everything. Like, have you ever seen somebody where like cold and flu season comes and they have 4,000 supplements on the table? They're like, I'm taking elderberry, I'm taking zinc, (laughs) I'm taking vitamin C, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm diffusing this. What if you just knew one or two easy things that always worked for you every time and you could just spend your limited energy on just the things that worked, right? So take that time to get to know yourself. Did I send you a picture of my nightstand? Are you reading my mail? Come on, man. It's wellness voodoo, I just know. Listen, I went to my college reunion and I came back with COVID. So (laughs) (laughs) I have all the supplements. I have all the supplements. I have all the antibiotics, all the different (laughs) things. The inhaler, because I try to do things holistically. So yes, my nightstand is full. So you're reading my mail, sister. (laughs) It happens, it's okay. So I would love for you to share with us what you're going to be talking about on the Holiday Survival private podcast feed. Yeah, well, we're talking about emotional eating, right? Emotional Ooh. eating at the holidays, which is a really great topic because a lot of people think they're emotional eaters and spoiler, it's actually something else. It's actually Ooh. something else. So if you want to find out 
what might actually be behind your emotional eating that's not emotional eating, you've got to head over to the private podcast. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because listen, I just know how good Lauren is at this stuff. So like, I can't wait to listen. I feel like I've actually really healed a lot of my emotional eating situations, Uh but I know how helpful this is going to be for those of you listening. And it's going to help you get through this season. And so thank you so much, Lauren. How can people find you to connect? Yeah, you could head over to my website, laurenchante.com. And I would love for you to join my Facebook group just called Post-Pregnancy Body Sculpting for Action-Taking Wonder Women. And you don't have to be post-pregnancy because I've never had a child. So I'm sure that even women like me are welcome. But uh, thank you. There's lots of women that creep in there. So you're welcome. (laughs) Perfect. You can have a baby and it can count. Okay. I, hey, I, I've actually, I've gotten rid of all the food, baby. <laughs> it's all gone. Well, thank you so much. We have hit our window of time, but make sure that you go to the show notes, check out Lauren's links and go to the private podcast. You will not regret listening to this and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Holiday Survival Podcast. If you enjoyed the show and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review so that other people can see just how wonderful this podcast series is. We also have a private podcast series featuring our expert guests where they will be guiding you through this season with their patented methods to help you thrive during what can be a very hard time of year. To learn more about how you can subscribe to the private podcast series or for more information about our expert guests, please go to the show notes or holidaysurvivalpod.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful holiday season.